Welcome to Parenting Without Getting Up, the podcast with three dads talking about fatherhood, life, and pop culture. My name is Will. My name is Rob. I'm Josh. Welcome, everyone, to episode, I think we're up to 14, 14. episode 14 of Parenting Without Getting Up. Yeah, um, it's good to be back. Uh, We've been gone for a couple weeks, and Rob, we haven't seen you for three weeks, so uh, it feels really good to be back. And I got to tell you, just as we were starting this, and I heard the intro music playing, I kind of got goosebumps. Like, this is really (laughs) cool. Um, I've missed this. I really have. And I didn't think I would miss it as much just by skipping a week. Or yeah, two, even. It's pretty special. Um, yeah, I really miss this. So it's good to good to be with you guys. So um, we're all back, and we're all here. And after having um, Josh out and then having Rob out, it's good for that all three of us are reunion. back. Reunion. Yeah. So um, <laughs> don't start singing Reunited and it feels so good. No. <laughs> I, I wasn't going there. <laughs> okay. All right. No more singing. No okay. Singing. No disco song. I sing, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but it's good. So because it has been a while, I didn't necessarily think we needed a, like a set topic for this week, but I thought we'd just kind of check in and see like what have we all been up to. And if, a, you know, if we find a subject to talk about that's of merit, then I think that's good. But I thought for now, we just kind of jump in and start in. Um, Rob, you've been gone the longest. What have you been up to? I got back on Monday from... Uh Attending the 35th annual Northwest Reiki gathering at Brighton Bush Hot Springs. Okay. And that was a, probably were, the best. How yeah. long were you there? I was there uh, six nights. Six nights? Yeah. Yeah. So good long. Good long. It was a good, much needed retreat, but also um, it's like a family reunion, really. Yeah. So Josh has a confused look. So, and I'm sure there are other people <laughs> out there that don't know. Can you explain what is Reiki? Reiki is a, that's a great question because we had three speakers there from all over the world. One from the United States, one from Holland, who's originally from Denmark, I mean, Australia, and one based in Kyoto, Japan, where Reiki wow. founded. So it's universal life energy healing. And in our tradition, it's pr- primarily with hands on, mm-hmm. like the apostles did. Okay. You know? So, so it, my aunt does, my aunt does that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, that's right. Stuff. So holy, it's like holy reiki fire or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that. different names in different traditions, but yeah, holy, okay. totally, and that captures like the holy spirit energy type, and, you know. And now I don't know like anything about it, so I'm a total outsider. But it seems like it has sort of almost like a mystical quality to it, and that is one of the elements that yeah, it's is talked about. Yeah, okay. and it was really neat to learn from all of the presenters this year, but the one from Japan and talked about the mystical part. He led us to a ritual of like in preparation because it's sacred. It's mm-hmm. when you think about it, well, in the, um, our presenter from the Netherlands too, he talked about the interconnectedness of the energy. So there's no giver and no receiver. You're really merging it means you're really a, a union and it's sacred. And so the, yeah. the, we learned the a ritual called dry bathing from the Japanese Buddhist monk. So it's, um, like, you know, if you go into a, like a Catholic church and there's a holy water and you, mm-hmm. you know, ritual cleansing with the holy water that we learn how to do just a ritual to get, pr- place ourselves into preparing for this session. Mm. That's a sacred healing. So I want to try like, it. It's, pr- it's, I want you um, to show me something after this podcast. Right. I'm serious. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I'm all over the place, but yeah, 
It sounds like it sounds like I mean something that obviously means a great deal to you. Oh yeah, I've been and this was my tenth year attending the gathering. Yeah, and I don't know you've done some leadership with your local council mm-hmm. or something like that, right? And the board of trustees that plans the gathering. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. It's pretty special. Awesome. Thank so, you. So, what about you, Will? Uh, man, I've had too eventful of a uh, of a couple of weeks to really get into everything, but. Uh, I we went on vacation. We drove to Vancouver, British Columbia. Drove up there. It's like a five or six hour drive up. And then we it was good. We were up there for three nights. We stayed in a, a place outside of a place called Surrey, a town called Surrey, which is about forty five minutes or so outside of Vancouver proper. I think you should share uh, the story you shared with me. Oh yeah, okay. Um, you know, Vancouver is is probably one of the most beautiful cities uh i've been to i mean it's up there i think san francisco has been extremely pretty uh you know with the skyline and the golden gate bridge and and all that vancouver is a lot like that i mean it's it's a city that's surrounded by water and um and then you've got snow-capped mountains you know uh as a backdrop and it's really pretty there's tons of really great city parks that are just manicured and you know just beautiful and then you've got the population that's really it's a melting pot of people from all over the world when you go there you hear all these european like pretty much every european language you can imagine and then you've got all these you know asia and southeast asia like china and and japan and and korean and and then you've got like you hear hindi being spoken and you see you know people um, wearing garments that represent their culture and it's just there's so many different cultures there it's very cosmopolitan but that's all within this really breathtakingly beautiful city it's um it's really hard to describe i think um but we did find one area that was not so beautiful and you know I learned a really important lesson about navigation apps, especially in areas that you're not really familiar with. Okay. Is they are great because they help you get where you're going, but they have no judgment about what kind of neighborhood they're sending you through. Oh. And so we, we say this place that we stayed in great hotel, um, outside, like I said, about 45 minutes outside of, of, uh, of Vancouver proper, but we plan to spend most of our time in, in Vancouver and so it's a, it was a drive, a bit of a slog to get there. But um, the routing apps routed us down this one particular street, which was kind of like almost like the main highway, you know, would have been like an old highway to get in and out of the city. And it went through some really, really sketchy, dodgy areas. You know, people obviously living on the street, uh, you know, using the, not using a toilet and just going to the bathroom out uh, on the street and... It was really, I mean, we have I mean, homelessness everywhere. And I think this is going to be a good topic for probably at a later time. I want to talk about um, talking with our kids about homeless when they start asking questions about, you know, what's going on with the people that are out on the street. Um, but just in general, uh, I was, you know, it's everywhere. And so we have it here, but I had never seen anything quite like this. It's not the sheer numbers, but it was just like the, it looked like a third world country, honestly. I mean, I pictured, you know, like something out of like, I don't know, I'm like some Eastern 
uh, far eastern country, and it was just really something else. And so just driving down that was bad enough. Uh, because we made that trip about three or four times. And finally, I decided, you know, I could go a couple blocks over and it wasn't as bad if I drive that. But then we also um, went to a science with a, a museum called Science World. It's a basically like a, a kid's science museum. It's great. And it's in the old and expo, the old expo 86, um, this big geodesic sphere, um, this building is so they've repurposed it. And now it's a... Um, a kids science museum and that was great but then so we went there in the morning and then for lunch we wanted to walk over to gas town which was only like 15 minute walk um to have lunch at an old restaurant there and it's the old part of town um they have it's like the original settlement of vancouver and it's a big tourist area but we thought it'd be cool to walk over there and just leave our car where it was parked but we walked right through the middle of this area that was sketchy and I didn't realize it until I'm like, Oh my gosh, what did we get ourselves into? And it's like this point, I mean, do we keep going or we return back? It's only like a couple blocks long because we were crossing over the shortest part of it. But, um, I told my kids, okay, it's safer at that point. It was safer to walk in the street on the other side of the cars than it was to walk on the sidewalk. So we walked through that area. That's pretty intense. And yeah, there were, uh, I won't go into it, but there were, there were, puddles in the street and they were not water um it was really bad but uh, i just you know i'm like okay let's just keep moving just keep moving don't make eye contact just keep walking and like i said it was only lasted for about two two and a half blocks but when we when we got to the restaurant i was talking to our waiter and then again this is a really nice upscale part of town and uh, i told him that we'd walk through it and i said is there another way around that and he was shocked to find out that i walked through he goes i can't believe you walked through there he goes you know he goes, I never tell people to go that way. I always get to go down like about five or six blocks and then walk, you know, walk that direction and you'll avoid wow. it. But it was, it was a little scary. And for the kids, I'm sure it wasn't too fun, but we made it. We did fine. Nothing happened. Um, what a big exposure. I mean, yeah. that's like. Right. But the rest of the another... trip was great. We did Stanley Park, long walk around Stanley Park, much longer than we wanted to take. But um, it was good. And we saw a live musical in Stanley Park. They were doing a production of Newsies. So the mm. the Disney movie about the news, newspaper boys from the 1920s. And so I did, uh, I bought tickets ahead of time. And so we did that. That was really cool to sit in the park with the stars out and then watching this musical. It was really cool. Yeah. Sounds so very we did good. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we just, so we did a few days in, in Vancouver and we stopped in Seattle. The biggest surprise on our trip by far was my mom is in Missoula, Montana. And we had planned three nights in Vancouver, and then we were going to stop a night in Seattle on the way back and take in the Boeing Museum of Flight there, which was really cool, and the Pike Place Market and the waterfront. And we even did the Space Needle, which was like, they've redone that recently, and it's fantastic. You can now walk out uh, on a glass floor and look down from the Space Needle, <laughs> and it's really cool. Was and, keeping me from um, falling. <laughs> it was, it was expensive. I want to say it cost us 120 bucks for the four say, of us. It's expensive, but it was totally worth it. I'm so glad we did it. We weren't going to do it at first. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it because we're here. For me, and I, so, and last time we went to the Space Needle with my wife, we went to the top and we were up there for like 30 seconds. It seemed like how, how long ago was that? Years, years. Yeah. So just in the last couple of years. And actually, I think it was just last year, they took out, there used to be like an upper deck that was like an observation deck, and then the bottom deck was a revolving restaurant. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. 
We and I remember the, eating there. Did yeah, you eat there? Yeah, me and my wife ate there. So they've taken out the restaurant. The revolving part's still there, but now it's a clear glass floor. floor. So you're standing oh, goodness. on this revolving, and it doesn't revolve very fast. It makes one revolution every tw- every hour, I think it is. So, But you can stand there and just watch the ground move underneath you. It's really cool. Oh, my. And I tell you, the last time we were up there, which was a couple years ago, uh, it was... There were some people, it wasn't really crowded, but since they've redone it, um, it is so, there's so many people there and they have all these like photo stations where you can take, it's, it's made for Instagram now because there's these, you can take pictures of your own phone, but then you can also, there's photo stations where you scan your ticket at this little station and then you can, it takes a picture of you and then you, you know, you've got it connected to an app on your phone and it's really, they have totally, um, redone it it's great it's a, such a great experience i'm really or glad we did friendly. it friendly and sounds like it can accommodate a lot more people which is great yeah i think so especially having the two decks now because mm-hmm. before it was just a restaurant and i'm sure they probably figured that you know they could keep the restaurant and get some people to come and spend money but then if you just open that up to like the new experience it's i'm sure they're making yeah. a lot more money now but but the big surprise was uh, so Thursday, we were driving from Vancouver down to Seattle, and we we're going to stay in Seattle. My mom calls me uh, a little after lunchtime, and she, uh, even before lunch, I guess, and she said, "You got what are you doing for dinner tonight? And I said, I don't know. We're in Seattle. And she goes, well, yeah, I was thinking I might come in and have dinner with you. So she drove from Missoula, Montana to Seattle, Washington, which is like a seven or eight hour drive. Oh, my gosh. And and she said, just book me a room at the same hotel where you are, near, you know, in a room nearby. Uh, awesome. nearby us so she she drove out so we got to see as my, my kids special. call her grandma bob so they got to see bob is that the um, grandma that was here yeah that stayed with us for a year ago yeah not even that it was like about six months ago or okay. so yeah, yeah she she's stayed very with nice. us for, yeah very nice yeah she's great she's 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 a good egg so um <laughs> yes but, a good egg so she's in she's in missoula and uh yeah, it was great to see her come out, and so we had dinner together, and we had, got up and had breakfast in the morning, and then she, she's got cousins in Everett to the north, so she went north, and we went south, mm-hmm. and awesome. that worked out really nice well. Nice surprise. So, yeah, it was great. So anyway, yeah, been a, been a big, uh, we were gone for five nights, six days, so it was good to be back, though. That's my story. Josh, what about you? You've How's, how's the baby? How's Yana doing? She's doing really well. Yeah, what's yeah. new with her? Nothing. She just she poops a lot. So, like, so no more than anybody could have ever prepared me here's for. The we question. went through four diapers in, like, maybe, I mean, on the changing table, four diapers. Yeah, um, so at one time. Here's because I remember you saying, you know, like you had enough diapers for like like oh, ten no. years. Yeah, right. And so you expected to use a couple a day. I was thinking four or five. Yeah, you know that seems like a lot, but. No, uh, my friend Jason, he came by and stopped by and he said, checking, you know, showing him the baby room. That's what my life is now. It's no longer showing him the cars and the toys. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Come, <laughs> check, that. come check the baby room out. It's really cool. My new TV? Who cares yeah. about my new TV? Uh, come come check the, the baby, baby room out. Yeah. So he's in there. He's like, oh, you don't have a, a diaper genie. And I'm like, what in the heck is a diaper genie? He's like, I'm oh. going to order you You one. don't have one of those? We do now because he ordered. Oh, my gosh. My friend Jason. Yeah. Great, awesome. You know, really nice of him. They make the diaper sausages. Yeah, but yeah. here's the funny part is like I set this thing up. I'm like, oh, this thing is awesome. It's going to last yeah. days. No, I, my, my wife, I set it up 
I don't remember. Let's say, let's say a Monday on a Tuesday. She's like, it's overflowing. I'm like, yeah. what? No, it, it can't be. And like you said, the big old <laughs> giant bag full of diapers and the yeah. baby's still, you know, a newborn. So it's only eight pounds or she's nine pounds. Maybe now I I'd imagine. And, uh, so for those of you who don't know what a diaper genie is, I got to explain it because we had one too. It is, or maybe I should let you explain it, Josh. Why don't you? By all means. Okay. All right. So it's the cylinder. It's they're about, I don't know, 10 inches in diameter, 12 inches in diameter. And then they're, uh, about maybe two feet tall, something like that. And then they have a lid on the top inside is a, I think of like a sausage casing, just this tube of plastic. And so you stick you tie a knot like in the yeah. bottom of it, and then you stick it in there. You put the first diaper in, you close it, and then you like spin the lid. And what it does is it spins the plastic to kind of create a seal. Oh, the new ones are different. Oh, oh really? Okay, so this is the way these work. And then so you each time you put one in, you put a new diaper and you spin it, and then it created. So what it does is it isolates each individual diaper. Maybe in I'm this doing it wrong. Plastic tube. Maybe and I was supposed it, to. I didn't read the directions. And what it so that way. I mean, it does. You can leave them in there, and they don't smell because everything's trapped inside yeah. the plastic because you've spun it, like twisted it, like you do a plastic bag. Yeah, yes. and, the, and the twisty part makes it look like there's connected sausage and then, links. Yeah, then when you take it out, it looks like sausage. It looks like dirty diaper. This sausages. one's got like a double lid. Oh, really? So you push the pedal, it opens the top, and then yeah. within the top is like a claw. <gasps> oh, so, whoa! They've changed. I mean, it's so been it's like ten a, years. So a chamber. So you drop the diaper. And then the first one opens, and then that closes, and then the lid closes on top of it. So you've got like Deputy an airlock in there. That's an airlock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've really got fancy with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, been probably. Sausage link one. That's... It's been probably at least seven years since we've used one. Yeah, so. it's <laughs> incredible. But no, that, that's the one thing I wish. <laughs> I mean, I, everybody told me about the diaper thing. But I swear to you, I mean, we put her on the change the table. She pooped all over the place change that diaper while we're changing that diaper she goes to the bathroom again on the new diaper and then the third diaper after we were like oh goodness again oh man and then the fourth diaper so that's four diapers that's money down the drain down the diaper genie (laughs) yeah down the diaper genie so (laughs) other and you know all she does is already costing you money oh yeah just wait till they go to college she goes to college nope that's on her that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah the american way but uh basically the biggest crazy thing is she is starting to sleep more. The first week we talked about it, she was just like up every seemed like half yeah. hour. And mostly I am going to actually, uh, HIPAA, HIPAA, we're going to talk about HIPAA. I'm going to go to the doctor and get some anxiety pills. Cause I actually can't sleep at night. Oh man. My wife is sleeping fine, but I get up like, like a hundred times oh. a night. Just like, is she breathing? You know, I just like freak myself that, out yeah. about all this stuff. And, that was, uh, Andrea was that way too. And I so I, we yeah. went to the um, pediatrician and uh, who is awesome. We love our pediatrician, by the way. She's so cool. We'll talk after this, see if maybe we'll go to the same place. But um, I'm telling her this and she's like, that's good. That means you're a caring parent. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. I'm just like, well, yeah. I can't sleep at night. And, uh, but I mean, it is so cool. I mean, that's that. the reason that they sleep right next to you in, yeah. the, in the room for like the first month or so. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's first year. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> my, yeah. yeah. My wife months, is absolutely like you said, you know, she's kind of like always kind of wanted to be, I think, a mother. Yeah. So now it's like kind of fulfilled her, I guess, internal mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Like her mother, <laughs> her motherness, her, her motherly calling. Yeah. yeah. And so she I mean, she's just like all about it, you know, like. 
when the baby wakes up, she doesn't get upset at all or, you know. Wow. She's just completely happy. Yeah, she's loving it. Loving it. Me, I'm yeah. just like. No. And you said she's you taking could, like five months off or something yeah, five like that. five months of right? work off. That's yeah. terrific. If you yeah. could sleep, that would be great. Yeah, I'm sleeping in the guest room right now. Mm. Yeah. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah. Pro tip, sleep in the guest room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean. It's so you can recharge and get back my in. My wife room. actually requested that I sleep in there. Oh yeah, because I'm waking her. Maybe up. it has nothing to do with the baby. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. No, it is me. Maybe. I I telling you, I the first week, two weeks, coming on three weeks now, I uh, wake up in a panic. Yeah, right next to like a panic, not just wow. like a, but like I freak out and jump out of bed. Yeah, it's oh, weird. Man. It's crazy. Yeah. That's an intense panic. Yeah, it's because like, I, it's because of Google. Oh, I'm googling all these things about oh, SIDS do and everything yeah. else, you know. So it's just like, yeah, that I tell you, that was I, I got to stop doing that. That was know? scary. This whole SIDS thing, because I think part of it is, is like, at least when we had our kids were young, uh, that age, like I don't think we ever really nobody really knew like what. Now I think they kind of have some idea of what causes it, but I think you know they eight or nine kinda, years ago, I think they still don't. The pediatrician just said they link it to people that smoke. Oh, really? It's the only okay. thing they can really kind of link it to, but there's still no definitive, like, mm-hmm. this is caused no this or cause or and whatever. effect kind of it. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's scary because you don't, you just have no idea. And it, it's like you just wake up and they're not there. You know what I mean? It's yeah, really scary, scary stuff. Yeah. That'd be, Absolutely. I can't even. Sleeping on the back, right? Oh, yeah. Just sleep on the back. Yep. Sleeping on the back on, to we, help prevent the, in, in the, um, what do you call it? Bassinet, no blankets, yeah. no nothing. Just right. Yeah. And we don't even do uh, swaddle. Oh, really? Okay. Because of uh, the whoever regulates this stuff put out some message. The government, we we'll call it the government, yeah. the big brother, put out a message that basically <laughs> said, you know, use uh, what's called a sleep sack, which right. is like a swaddle, but yes, the hands. We are had out. those. Yeah. So that's what we're using right now. With the hands yeah. up. Hands out of the hands out. Okay. Yeah. Hands so are little, free. I don't know why. So but, they still feel tight. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. But the swaddle maybe can still cause suffocation or something. Yeah. I don't know. Have you uh, learned your five S's yet? For no. Soothing a, a fussy baby. Oh, I don't know this one. Shake. No. Do you think scared. this will work? <laughs> shake, shake. What? Well, do you think this will work on an eight year old or a ten year old? Go ahead. What is it? Well, at work, I'm the baby whisperer. I, when oh, there's fussy right. babies, I go because, and I train the new mothers on how to do the five S's. That was part of our training for uh, visitation workers. Okay, so then what are the five S's? First one is suck. So nursing. Okay. You know, giving the baby a bottle. Or it could be a pacifier. So the sucking motion. Okay. Okay. So the next one is shushing. And so these, these next ones are designed to imagine that, that the baby is still in utero. So you're trying to get that feeling back for a baby. Okay. So the shushing can be loud. Because what I learned is that even if it's in utero... The mother's heart sounds like, and the blood going through sounds like a vacuum cleaner is loud. So you can you can be really loud with your shushes. Okay. Shh, 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 shh. Oh, okay. interesting. So heartbeat. I guess I never really shushing. thought about that's why we shush babies. Mm-hmm. I never never made that connection. That's interesting. So shushing the swaddle makes it feel really tight, right. like in utero. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then side. So you're going to hold the baby on their side or their stomach. All right. Because that's, when you think about it, that's most likely where they are inside. Mm-hmm. And then swing. So, si- so hold them on their side or their stomach and swing them back and forth. 
So as if the mom is walking, if the mother's walking and they're inside the mom, it's like the little motion is okay. like swung back and forth. So I'm guessing one of the S's is, is not sedate. That was, that was one of the ones I was thinking sedate of. Sedate the anxious S's. parent. Just a, yeah. pink, just a That's pinky, sedate the anxious pinky of whiskey. There you go. Sedate yeah. the parent. <laughs> just two fingers of, of whiskey. Just no. two. <laughs> Holy cow. No, for the mother. Well, for the, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. not well, nursing, nursing. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. Okay, for the dad, maybe. <laughs> My wife won't even eat garlic right now. She, why is that? She read somewhere that too much garlic is bad for nursing, too. I don't know. Wow. My wife's like on she's, right It's now. like she's a new mom. I mean, like yeah, every new, new mom, mom yeah, yeah. Like, rap. reads. Right. Every, it's it's <laughs> funny that just a little bit ago, I was at, at home, and Josh, my son, is doing a Breaking Bad marathon. Oh, great show. And so the Walter's wife is in there, and she's, she's expecting. And, you know, Walter's cooking meth, but he's having this flip out freak out attack because she smoked a couple of cigarettes and is eating these this panini that's supposedly got too much sodium content oh irony yeah. huh and like yeah it's a great i love that show it's my favorite one of my it favorites was, i've never seen done. that show don't yeah, watch it with your kids but you should oh my watch gosh it. it's intense it makes you think like if so there's if, it is what the would best you show do of to make time. To make sure that your family was taken care of if you were in that situation. Well, probably, he was diagnosed with really bad cancer. Yeah, I probably wouldn't but cook meth, but there's one part <laughs> I wouldn't know how. This is how good the director is. There's a swing <laughs> now we're on breaking bad. See, I'm all over the place. But that's what happens it, when we're gone. For I know two, we've been gone too long. So <laughs> there's a part in that series where they're sitting at the table with um Hank mm-hmm. and Hank thinks that Heisenberg is the guy that got caught. Remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he's sitting at the table. Okay, I just want to interrupt. I have no idea what you guys are talking so about, but it's okay, go ahead. Walter's getting drunk, right? And yeah. his wife is in on it at this point. Right. Right? And mm-hmm. he looks at Hank and says he's probably still alive because he couldn't... His ego was so <laughs> big that that could have been the end of the show, but instead, Hank opens the files back up and, kept, you know, I don't want to ruin anything. He left you. so many clues Hank and finally at the end before he's about yeah yeah, yeah. and that's this, a great you gotta watch the show and this is what happens so, when we start a podcast so, recording session with no topic so right in mind the math cook is a high school chemistry teacher I know I, I think okay. I know the principal yeah and his brother-in-law uh, is the DEA agent who's out to find him yeah yeah oh his brother-in-law oh okay yeah, I didn't, it's a great I show. incredible show so he's right. so the bad guy is under his nose the whole time but he doesn't so the 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 da agent agent just knows there's a guy out there doing this but he doesn't know it's his brother one right. right because they you you look at me and go like like you were the last person to know yeah who would be well you know. there's even an apartment he's like ww right he's like walter white he's like yeah, right. You know what I'm talking like about, it right? would be you kit, yet. Yeah. You're the last person I would expect yeah. to suspect. God, to that's be a good the... show. But yeah, so huh. back to five S's. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right. So all of that from the five S's of how all to of how to calm up yeah. a fussy baby. And it's you're if you try even three of them, you won't have to, usually have to go through all five. Well, you know the hospital we're at made us take. A, it must be a new thing that. Maybe it's not a new thing, but we had to watch like a mandatory. Oh, we I had to take a parenting class. Yeah, it was like a mandatory like, basically um, shaking baby syndrome. Or oh, right. Oh, we did too. We so had to watch it, that. Like it's like a mandatory like, only like twenty five minute deal or whatever yeah. it is about. There's sometimes the babies that are un completely un yeah uh, oh yeah or whatever unconsolable unconsolable put them in a safe place and walk away for five minutes yeah yeah. I wish some of our clients would yeah. have yeah. taken that to heart. Because if you I, know, 
I can see a screaming baby for an hour, how yeah. incredibly stressful that could be. Oh, it, yeah. Especially with postpartum and yeah, right. stuff too. And just know? the pressure of being a new parent. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Really, um, really sad. But uh, yeah, that's always good advice is just walk away for a bit and leave them where they're safe and just and yeah, if you get can, away. Don't from be yours. afraid to call for help. Yeah, that's for course, sure. Yeah. And that we talked about in the last podcast um, about how luckily and fortunate I am to have such a strong right. support group, you know, but like mm. there are those mothers out there that are doing this. Yeah. I on their own. I cannot imagine even making my wife, you know, something to drink or something to eat while she's nursing or carrying the laundry basket for my wife or something small like that, you know, yeah. but times that by a hundred things or whatever I'm doing for my wife, the mother doing everything by herself. Mm. Like that's incredible. I, I remember, uh, we had friends who were on their second kid, uh, second baby. And so the older kid was just a few, was a few years older. And I remember, now this is not a single mom, but one thing I remembered, yeah, you find ways to cope, I think. And one, I remember her saying one thing, uh, when the, like when she's nursing or when she's busy with the baby, the other kid, the older kid wants something to eat. The toddler is like hungry or whatever. What she did is she put, um, uh, basically, stuff for sandwiches like uh, down and like a, a low drawer, like the bottom drawer in their kitchen, so the kid could go, the toddler could go and make himself a sandwich if he was hungry. And she just said, "Like you know, like three years old, he can take a piece of bread, mm-hmm. another piece of bread, put a piece of cheese between it, like the craft singles or whatever." And and like that's, just, I mean, so doing things like that, I would imagine, I mean, if you're on your own, you find ways to to it's pretty resourceful. To work. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea. Um, uh, she's, yeah, she's a really smart person on the flip side so. of that though. Not just a single mother is my friend, uh, Joe reached out to me and we were congratulate me and we were talking he's like, how's it going? And basically the same story as everything like tired. Can't believe how tired I am. This is the first couple of days. And he told me that his wife had mastitis, mm. uh, basically like a clogged milk. Oh, duck, right. Okay. That got infected. Yeah. So five or six days after the birth, his wife was hospitalized for two weeks and he was oh. on his own oh. for the first two weeks or, you know, basically the first month within the first month of this yeah. newborn. I was thinking if I had Yana without my wife, I would be, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would, I don't think I could do it. Honestly, I really don't think I could do it. We had with both of our kids, they both had like, my wife wasn't producing enough milk, I guess. Uh, on her own so what she would have to do is she would feed him and then she would have to pump and then we'd freeze the milk uh in bottles and have it ready to go or keep it in the fridge for a certain amount of time but so i can remember getting up in the middle of the night waking up with her she would feed him and then she'd hand him off to me and then or she would try to i would she would pump, and I would feed him while she was pumping or something like that. I can't remember. But I remember getting up in the middle of the night and having to feed him bottles, feed them both um, bottles um, while she was pumping, I guess. But uh, it's interesting because I'm going to tell the story, if it's okay with you, Rob, about your son, Adam, who's been on the podcast before. But he uh, was in, I think, fifth grade, wasn't it? It must have been fifth grade. Do you know what I'm, the story? Yeah. yeah. When um, he was doing... At his school, they were doing like, I don't know if it was the sack of flour or the egg babies or whatever it was. Do you remember which one it was? 
like the projects where they're the kids are given something to that said this is your child like some inanimate object this is your child you have to get up with it in the middle of the night to feed it you have to basically to try to teach the kids about Mm -hmm. um the realities of having a kid especially if you'd be like a teenage parent yeah right yeah um it was i don't was it you i think it was you didn't you suggest it possibly i think yeah anyway but since he had a brand new cousin in you know my second son uh you suggested that he come over and stay the night with us one night and get Mm, up in the middle of the night and feed Charlie, his his little cousin. So you could see what that was like. Yeah, routine. right. And yeah. that was such a good idea. Every and time. That who is that? That was Adam? Guys, yeah. That was Adam. Hey, if Adam's listening, do you want to try again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good refresher, Come on over, Adam. Adam. Good refresher. Good refresher. Yeah. Come on I mean, over. He's getting, ready, he's, on, he's getting ready to get married, right? So this would be a really good, yeah, a really good practice refresher. run. Yeah. Yeah. But it was Just a few but months away, is there really cool. Is I mean I even have a picture of him sitting in the recliner with nursing Charlie not nursing but feeding Charlie <laughs> and yes. um and uh and it's a great picture and to this day those two have a really incredible bond uh, Charlie and Adam do it's really cool to watch them together and I mean he obviously loves his Adam loves his little cousin and Charlie loves Adam a lot so it's really cool and I gotta say it's I wouldn't be surprised if it's because partly because of of that so, yeah yeah well, i think you're an evil genius for spinning it at some <laughs> kind of school project yeah. when really you were just trying to i guess parent without getting up as yeah. far as like <laughs> well it was it was Rob's making idea, adam so, do yeah. all the work for one night while you yeah, sleep yeah. i like your style that, it did yeah <laughs> i did get to sleep a little more that night so that's pretty good uh, that was so, a special life. yeah um, you can you can you know have him come over and and come feed you in the middle of the night. So Adam can watch the baby and Josh can help me paint. Yeah, there you go. There, yeah, poor guy can't even pick up a paintbrush. This I'll, year. I'm a hire him. We're gonna talk about it after this too. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I need some help. He would love it. Not too bad. Anyway, um, any other last thoughts, Rob? Anything else you want to add or anything else that happened today? Cool. We had the graveside memorial service for my. Uncle. Oh right, oh, darn. right. Who passed away? So this I was your mom's the, brother. Yeah, my mom's brother. Yeah. How how recent did uh, he pass away? In January, actually. Oh, yeah. Wow, so really, not so, too long ago. This. So my uh, aunt came back from Mazatlan, where they oh, lived wow. at the time. So. Yeah. So she's back here in this, you know, in Oregon. Will you, um, tell us a, just a little briefly. Tell us a little bit about about Stan. Stan was was he lived the dream he went after the dream so he, i sang the river by garth brooks today oh oh and cool. i i expl- uh, so i part of my sharing was that he's the one that you know captained his ship he yeah. went after the dream he chose to chance the rapids and he dared to dance the tide yeah, and he encouraged us to do the same he was larger than life Truly. i mean he was he was a big man first of all he was tall um but he was, yeah, larger than life, very colorful figure. I would say flamboyant even <laughs> at times. Um, he he had a catering business and he um, he loved to eat. And I mean, eat, you know, he was a good cook. And oh, a good I, chef. Yeah. yeah, he was a chef. I liked, um, like when we go visit or when they'd come here, I liked cooking with him and with Bonnie, his wife. I think that was the, f- 
the most fun I had with him is when we got to cook together. And uh, but yeah, he um, he had his flaws like we all do. Um, but I, I gotta say, I the last time I talked to him, he actually I called him because they had sent for my birthday. They sent me a a little check, just a small little thing because I had invited them to my. 50th birthday party and so they couldn't come so he just sent a token and I called him to thank him and I talked to him and Bonnie when they were in the car they had me on speakerphone and I must have talked to him for like 15 minutes and um, it was probably the nicest conversation that I'd ever had with them it was really uh, but it was just really enjoyable and uh, and they said yeah we'll have to get together you know and and uh, have you guys out at the beach house or whatever and it was a super nice conversation but and i had of course no idea because he went in to the hospital not feeling after not feeling well for a few days and he only lasted another couple days and he was gone so um but yeah he'll be remembered for sure uh he like i said has flaws but we all do and he was certainly somebody who loved life and um, he lived in Mazatlan at the time? Or he lived, they, his wife? Well, they, they both lived here on the beach. They okay. had a home in Portland for a while. They spent 40 years in Bismarck where they built their business. And North so, Dakota, yeah. Wow. North Dakota. Yeah, so. And they moved um, out here to be closer to family, to, to um, his side of the family. Yeah, his daughter and, mm-hmm. and son-in-law. And so that'd be your, your cousin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was a really nice ceremony, and I'm glad you got to go, and you know, it gives that little closure. And I know it's important for the rest of your family, too, and I'm sure that your mom appreciates having you there for her, her well, brother. Well, the, and they asked me to officiate, so yeah. that was really special. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's been a busy couple weeks, and... Uh, a busier podcast. Yeah. So this is, like I said, this is what happens when we don't have a <laughs> topic. We're just kind of around like crazy. Yeah. But we also have had a lot to talk about, too. So this was good that we did this. But um, if you have any memories that you want to share uh, and or just let us know what you think of the podcast, if you want to write in, our email address is pwgupodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at pwgupodcast. It would be great to hear from you, and we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Um, and I just want to say, you guys, I know you guys don't check the stats like I do. I don't know if you have access to it or not, but um, you guys, we've got, I had, we had somebody from Auckland, New Zealand just listen, I noticed the other day. That's awesome. And so that's really cool. And so we're getting people from all over, which is great. So if you're out there, um, drop us a line and let us know what you think. And uh, if you have any suggestions for, for topics for us, we'd like to hear them, but... Uh, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. You guys, uh, Rob, Josh, thanks for coming back. And um, it's been really great to to uh, get together again and do this. And all of you out there, thanks for listening. Have a good week. Good one. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.